Welcome to Wealth Matters episode number 7. This is your host Alpesh Parmar. We'll be chatting with Tammy Mitchell on how to build wealth using relational capital. Welcome Tammy um, to our podcast Wealth Matters. Uh, Tammy goes by Tammy Thrasher Mitchell. Uh, hopefully I did not butcher her name. Uh, hi Tammy. Hi, how are you, Alpesh? Good, good to have, good to be here with you today. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad that you are here, and thank you so much for accepting. Uh, so Tammy and I met at New Orleans Investment Conference, and also Tammy is one of the co-author with me um, uh, with the book uh, which we wrote, uh, Resilience: How to Turn Your Setback into a Comeback. So uh, I've got to know Tammy for some time. Uh, I read her story; that was really interesting, and um, it was pretty uh, encouraging to me as well because I like to build network. I like to talk to people. So um, reading her story showed me that uh, you know this this is also possible by just building your network and building relationship with um, right people. So um, Tammy, I, I I saw that you uh, mentioned relational capital. what is relational yeah. capital yes yeah, so in addition to being focused on on raising capital and building real estate uh wealth one of the things that i've really developed over the the last uh, 20 plus years is is growing intentional and powerful relationships and i had people reach out to me and ask me if i could teach them how to do what i do and i had to kind of step back and think well what is it that i do i didn't really understand the question because what happens it becomes our normal after a right. while right yeah and it's day you to think day. everyone's doing yeah yeah and you think oh everyone's doing it there's nothing right. unique or special so i kind of i step back and 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 thought about it and and one of the things i'm i'm actually a lot of people are surprised to learn i'm actually an introvert Oh. um naturally an introvert and and my story talks a little bit about that that e- even introverts can build powerful relationships so i started speaking on and writing about i've posted some articles and have a book coming out on the power of relational capital and to me relational capital is the value and influence that we have with the people in our inner circle through our intentional activities and the value that we bring to them I don't consider relational capital to be our random acts of networking or our you know our, our attempts at quote unquote networking. I'm, yeah, I'm actually kind of <laughs> yeah, I'm actually kind of an anti-networker because what a lot I mean networking can be a bad word for a lot of people whether it's intimidating to them or they feel sort of offended by it because what happens when people go to events is they they either push themselves onto people yes or they take their card and do nothing with it yeah. and we have a lot of offenders in that space right yes. <laughs> and and so i really believe it's not actually just networking it is intentionally strengthening your relationships through a series of events through authenticity and through ongoing interaction that is interesting so can you give us an example of what you mean um yeah i i can um i i know i gosh i could give you so many examples but i'll i'll stick with kind of one of my favorite stories <laughs> yeah yeah i'll i'll stick with one of my favorite stories so um 
Have you ever heard of the uh, actor Matt, Matthew McConaughey? Of course, yeah. Oh, I, I love yes. him. <laughs> he's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he's a great actor. I'm a little partial to him, I admit. Um, I actually went to high school and was on the golf team with Matthew. No way. Yeah. No yeah, way. Yeah, but, oh, that, that yeah. is cool. <laughs> right? Right. It is cool. So the thing is, there are people who come and go in our lives, but we don't always have presence with them, right? right. Okay. So Matthew and I went to school together uh, a little while ago. <laughs> it wasn't just yesterday. So there's been a couple of decades right. since we hung, you know, we're around each other on a regular basis. So uh, I, through, through, um, adding value to people, building relationships with people. I am often invited to attend events, attend seminars, yeah. uh, speak at events. And, awesome. and I went as a, as a special guest with a good friend of mine to a conference last, last spring. And a couple of days before the uh, conference, I found out that Matthew was going to be honored at the event Wow. Uh, for his charitable work and activities. Oh. Now, I I wasn't attending this particular event as a VIP. Um, and so to get to go backstage with Matthew, you had to be part of, you know, the, the VIP team or the right. uh, the elite executives yeah. of the of the event. And so I, um, I really pondered hard the day before and the day of and I really visualized I really visualized that I was going to see Matthew that day. Um, and the other is I have a lot of people at that event, a lot of people that were in a position of influence at the event. They are people that I had been doing favors, making introductions for, um, trying to refer business to right. and bringing opportunities to for the previous year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so sometimes what we have to remember is by, by doing things, as long as we approach everything we do, every, every every introduction, as long as we approach it with a giver's game perspective, that it's not about what's in it for me. What's in it for me is going to show up when you least expect it, but probably when you most need it. You, okay. I, you brought up a really good point. When, so I, I read, I don't know if you have read the Go Giver book by oh, yeah. Bob Bird. Oh, amazing book. It changed my mindset. Uh, I thought I was doing it un, 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 unintentionally anyhow, but after reading that book, I'm like, this makes so much sense. The Go Giver, I always recommend. That's like my right. my books. So yeah, the yeah. yeah the point you brought up exactly, yeah. you know, <laughs> synonymous with well, the, that book. <laughs> absolutely, that is a fabulous book. I enjoyed it immensely, and I'm a big fan of Bob's. And and what I have learned is by attending this event, I reached out to one of the people who was kind of managing access to get to see oh, Matthew. Okay. <laughs> And uh, I reached out to him. I said, look, and he knew that I went to school with Matthew. I said, look, I know, you know, like, I'm not just some random person asking, can you please right. help me, you know, get backstage and see him. And there were several people there who knew that I had gone to school with him and oh, they okay. were all, they were all, it was funny. They'd go through the line and they went back behind the curtain and they, they said, Hey, Matthew, one of your classmates is here waiting to see you. You're going to see her later. And he's like, but they're taking photos, right? They're just, right. they're burning and turning people through, taking pictures, pushing people through. Constant. And um, I was, I was yeah. lingering around where you weren't supposed to be. And I was a little persistent and I just had this true visualization. And I really believed I've given and done and helped. And I was a huge fan of Matthew's. I'm a big supporter. 
I've, I've, uh, I've lived in San Francisco when he was filming movies and didn't get to meet him there. Like, I kept thinking I'll stumble into him somewhere along Some the way. And, San- <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't happen. And his dad was a huge advocate of mine uh, for the girls golf team. Cause we were the first oh. girls golf team. So I've always felt this loyalty to their family oh, wow. to, um, to give back and to let them know how, how much I appreciate their support, you know? And so I, uh, and his dad is a big part of his, his, uh, his dad's passed on, but Matthew really was always very fond of his father and his dad's Mm. a big part of his inspiration even today. And so I, uh, I just, I was persistent and they got down to the final, like, okay, that's it. We can't have any more people come backstage. We're cutting it off. And my friend running the uh, security there, he just, He's like, man, I really wanted to make this happen for you. And right then the guy behind the curtain says, okay, whoever's left, this is it. Final run. And my friend threw me behind the curtain and I was the very last attendee to get to see. And we visited, we talked about golf, Longview, where we're from. We talked about his dad. We talked about his his dad's last days on this earth. We talked about his um, charity. And, and so we got to have that really good visit and um, I'm working with the local paper to put an article in the paper about some of his charitable stuff as well. And the event that we were at last year. So, so it's, it was, it, it, am I, am I going to monetize that? I don't know. No, you know, I have, you know, no. but, yeah. but I, and I don't know where that's going to lead to another opportunity right. down the road, but I won one, I believed in myself and I was persistent and I had faith in my confidence of the relationships that I've built and the things yes. I've done for people to put myself in a position for that opportunity to even exist. Right. Okay. So I think what we have to remember is, you know, opportunities don't happen just to happen. We have to be prepared for opportunities right. to happen. Yep. Yeah, you, you so, should be prepared all the time. <laughs> right, right. So I was, you know, I prepared myself by one. I had a knowledge of Matthew, too. I had a knowledge of the people that were running the event. Right. Three, I had been living and doing, um, being a contributor to their success and, and their businesses and, and their relationships and, and an advocate for them. And you can be powerful and influential even by supporting people on their social media. Right? That is true. That is true. And I think you are envisioning as well that you are going to see him, right? Because of the relationships you have built so far. So that's the positive vibe as well. Yeah. 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 There are lots of great opportunities that come, you know, for me, a lot of real estate opportunities have come out of my being present, being engaging. Um, Sometimes you don't realize the ripple of, I've connected with some of my investors just because they see me engage with other people on LinkedIn or on Facebook. And they, you don't know, you, what you don't know is how many people are watching you because not everybody who comments or likes is actually the audience. No. Okay. There's a large audience out there that are flying under the radar. And so I think it's important to, to, you need to be visible in your marketplace. You need to be visible at events, you know, where you want to build wealth, you know, like-minded people. It's just also important to remember your presence online is really significant and can have a ripple as well, because that's been a great resource for me to have relational capital. I'm building credibility through how people engage with me and how I engage with them online. That, that's an amazing story. And that's a great point too. Right now, social media is how most of us connect, right? Uh, and I see yeah. you are pretty active on Facebook. 
uh, that's for sure. And I'm one of those watchers where I don't, I may not do a lot of stuff, but as you said, I, I watch what's going on. I read. I want to make sure, you know, that I'm at least in touch with the, you know, what's happening outside, let's say, Bay Area or outside California or even outside of USA, right? So, um, oh, yeah. Social media is uh, the best way right now to stay connected and see what's happening. Well, and it can be overwhelming. So I tell people I have a system that I call random acts of intentional connecting. Oh. And, and so um, I actually set aside time every morning and every evening. And I, I might, if I can squeeze it in the middle of the day, do a little bit as well. But I, one, I, I post something and I do use uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. <laughs> Um, but I will post something and, and not everything is about business. A lot of things I post are about my belief systems, my personal okay. development perspectives, nice. uh, my family, you know, because the more you have in common with people, the more relatable you are of with course. people, the, the more interesting it becomes when you finally get into business discussions. Yeah. I think the best thing you can do is break bread with somebody or have coffee with somebody and not ask them any business questions. That, that is, yeah, Just, that's true. Just visit, you know, and I'm not trying to talk in terms of wasting somebody's time, but just truly listen with your ears and get to know them and listen to their wisdom and their, you know, without necessarily saying, you know, without being like, oh, what can I learn from you? Yeah. Learn by paying attention and studying who they are as a person, what their character is, what their priorities are with their family, their, their hobbies, their travel, their food interests, because the more you can find an alignment with them, the easier it is to do business with them yeah, when the time yeah. is right. Yeah, I, I agree. You don't have to talk business and money all the time. That's so right, many right, ways right. to, you know, uh, stay connected. And uh, as you said, find alignment between how you, what you do, how you deal with people and how the other person, you know, deals and with And what I find is, yeah, sorry, sorry. What I, what no, I find no. really interesting is how many people reach out to me with private messages on these platforms and ask me questions or ask me to add them to my database or my list, or can right. they learn more about the opportunities to invest in my syndications or, um, and, and it's because they've watched me as a person. They know my integrity and my character. They know the relationships in my life. They know where I'm showing up and, right. and that I'm not sitting there just talking business all the time. They're watching closer than I realize. And so those conversations are great. And, and, but you, you just have to engage. Engagement yes. is so key. So that's those, a, that's those are some point. of my points on, on, on relational capital. Yeah. I, I learned a lot today itself <laughs> in the last 15 minutes. So that, that was great. And it was, uh, you. So, uh, you mentioned about the book, um, you are writing a book, huh? When is it coming out? What it is about? Yeah, I it'll be out in 2019 for sure. Okay. Um, the power of relational capital, and um, I what I really, I I actually wasn't going to write this book. I just share a lot on it, but I'll be honest and say I have more requests in in all circles to bring this information and knowledge to people because as much as some of us might think, oh, that's common sense, maybe we need the reminders or maybe we need some confidence boosters on how to show up, how to execute some of those, those um, habits that will help us build our wealth through our conversations. And uh, because a lot, you know, the, you, you've heard the saying, I'm sure, that um, the difference between who you are today and who you will be in five years 
are the people you meet and the, the books you read yeah. and the people you meet. Yep. Yep. From and, now and on. I, <laughs> and, and, and I actually debate that. I argue that I say that's not entirely true because the, the things that make the difference are, it's not just the people you meet, but it's the conversations you have and the better questions you ask and the lessons you learn through those conversations. What do you take away and what do you implement? And the books that you read are only so good if you're taking some knowledge nuggets yes. and implementing them into your yes. life, right? Yeah, yeah books so, are good for theory. You got to implement them in practical. That's right. <laughs> so the difference between who you are and who you will be are the intentional conversations you have and the intentional actions that you take. And yes, clearly I like the word intentional. I think it's a powerful word. Um, it was my word of the year a few years ago <laughs> where I realized how significant it is because we can have these ideas and wants and hopes and dreams and goals but the truth is it, it it is all about showing up and taking massive action for epic results yeah so you are using that word intentionally right i am <laughs> very much yes oh, love that I, I Thank you. that was great yeah yeah so the book i hope i really want to give a gift to people to empower their success and and understand that there is exponential growth opportunities and success by having those intentional conversations. I'll be the first one to buy the book for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I want to learn as much as possible. So um, how did you get started in investment world? What did you have to do uh, or how did you? So funny enough, I'm going to tell you another childhood story real quickly is my parents were apartment managers of apartments when I was ah, four or five years old. So it's in the blood. It's a little bit in the blood. Yes. I, my, I remember as a child, I was not the child who played Barbies or who played house or doctor. I played office manager. Wow. Okay. I, I asked for toys like calculators and typewriters and receipt books. Like those were my presents that I would get and I would be so excited about. And, um, just always had an interest in, in systems and processes and operations and, architecture and conditions of properties and it just was like it was it just kind of was a series of things that happened through my life and you know then we had a gap in time where I was just living you know the all-american kid life and just you know, I'm the oldest of six kids we got busy doing our things we're in a house and then I went off into the business world and um, I lost my father um, uh, very unexpectedly when I was young and I had just started investing in real estate. I just flipped. I was in the middle of flipping a house with a friend and we were in San Francisco at the time and oh, okay. flipping that property. Um, when I lost my dad, I also, I was 26 years old. I was a single parent with a four-year-old daughter wow. and I thought life is so precious. Time is so short. I have no idea what journey is ahead of me. But what I do know is I want to have every opportunity, every moment I can to be a present parent with my daughter and share life with her as much as possible and not be a slave to a boss and a J-O-B. <laughs> and I just decided that I was going to put everything I had into real estate. And so wow. I focused on do, doing investments uh, more. And I also became a licensed agent. I became a, a a district director for a real estate company and managed people. I groomed and trained people. No. And what I realized along the way, all along the way, I was continuing to do real estate investments here and there. But I, um, I realized I really loved working with investors. 
I really loved helping people create multiple streams of income and, yep. and build wealth. And I felt like if you're going to be a realtor, the most powerful thing you can do, like the, the greatest wealth in the world is created through real estate. Mm -hmm. And here I was working in the business every single day. And I thought I have to do more than just transactional real estate. I need transformational real estate. And so I, I, I really focused on building, right? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So I really focused on building, um, the, the real estate investing. I, I mean, I flipped houses, I've wholesaled, I have had, um, buy and holds apartments, small multifamily. I have a mobile home park. Oh, wow. Um, You're done it all. So, so I've, I've played with a lot of the space. I've done transactions as a, as a broker in a lot of spaces that I haven't necessarily invested in. So I've learned about it. Um, syndications, multifamily syndications are really kind of my favorite space uh, because I really believe in multifamily housing as a product. Um, and I think it's got longevity no matter what happens yep. in the marketplace. Yeah, everyone needs a roof. Right, everybody has to live somewhere <laughs> yep. right so i and and what i learned really uh expensive lesson is a, a vacancy on a house is is all on you exactly right? yeah you know so i know you you were going to talk about you know what are some of the challenges in real estate you know and one of my biggest challenges i faced was having a a single family home that just couldn't get rented or sold yeah. in in the in the bay area market when the market was uh, just oh. Wow. You know, and in Bay Area, I mean, it's, it's not cheap house. <laughs> no, it's not cheap. It's yeah. not cheap. And so I, I, I paid some prices for those lessons. You know, the market shifted, mar interest rates changed, the whole dynamics, you know, right. that 2004 to 2007, yeah. eight time period. And, uh, and I was in the middle of transitioning back to Texas while that was happening in the marketplace. And so I wasn't but there on are. site. Yeah. It's even yeah, harder. so <laughs> it's even harder. So, so not being hands-on was an expensive lesson. Um, not having the right power team was an expensive lesson. Being um, in a property and buying something in a marketplace when it seemed like things were good and a couple of years later the market implodes was expensive. So, yes. um, but the truth is, on the flip side of that, it reco it's recoverable. I mean, you can always make up, you can make more money, yes. you know, and so yeah. I, I decided I wasn't going to get lost and focused on yep. the challenges and the loss and be disappointed and frustrated and throw my hands in the air and give up on real estate because yep. I still believed in real estate. Yeah. And I thought, nope, I just have to go pursue other property. I just, I'm going to make this. I'm going to just make more money. I'm just yep. going to create yeah. more as wealth. Long as, and yeah. then I, so, sorry, and then you start yeah. focusing on scalability. Yes. And so what's worse? scalable than multifamily housing, you know, because yeah. then you've got a power team, you're working together with people, you're collaborating, you're mitigating your risk by spreading it. You've got a lender involved yeah. who under, underwrites the property. You have a team that underwrites the property. You've got property managers yeah. that give you their opinion on the property. You've got the appraiser and then, and then you've got the investors that come into the syndication that they do their due diligence, ask their questions. And, and so it's a, it's a group effort and it's a group celebration, you know, when all goes well and, and you, you know, we try to underwrite things in a conservative perspective and, and, uh, under promise and over deliver. Yeah, that's the key. And I, you brought up a good point about single family. That's why I started moving from single family in 2016 and I'm pretty much mostly multifamily now, um, cause it's scalability. 
and uh, at same time the expenses everything's uh, shared among all amongst all my units right so it's uh, also if i have one vacancy i still have 8 10 15 20 other units paying my mortgage and everything else so uh, it, it's a good point so so now you are mostly focused on multifamily Yes. Yeah, so uh, my partners and I, we do syndications for multifamily. I still broker some real estate deals, okay. um, uh, primarily for investors and then friends and family. And okay. then I, um, and then I focus on, so we do traditionally we're doing value add multifamily. Yeah, of course. Okay. Right. Um, but we also have a couple of projects that are um, ground up construction. Oh. So you're doing development. Multifamily and mixed use. Okay. Yeah. So fortunately, my partners are the experts in that area. I'm not an expert in that space. I have opinions and thoughts and feedback, <laughs> but but it's you know it's it's a group effort. And by getting involved in new things, I get to learn and keep yes. growing. And and so I uh, so whether it's uh, we're actually doing a, an apartment complex and a, a medical office. Building. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Medical office. Well, you know, the thing with medical office is, you know, there will be a need for medicine forever yes, as well. And course. depending on what's going on in the marketplace specific to the needs there in this particular deal, it makes sense. There's a need for it. And um, it, again, we're going to go back to a single roof, multiple tenants model. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Right. That's it. So, yeah. That's, I, that's, that's kind of my golden rule. <laughs> yeah. That is, so which markets do you invest in mostly? Or where are your, most of your properties? Um, so I live in Texas and I have some, some investments in Texas working on a, a property in El Paso right now. Okay. Uh, we're doing a raise for, and then um, Southern Louisiana, Atlanta. Oh, okay. Uh -huh, Atlanta, Memphis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they each have different things they offer, right? You know, yeah, some yeah. have a little more cash flow opportunity, yeah. some have a little more appreciation opportunity. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of them, it's just really a great buy. We just happen to get it at a great deal. So if you can buy something with built in equity, then that's why not? That's a, yeah, right. So. That's interesting. So uh, you mentioned about one of your deals. So what's your best deal? Is that the deal you mentioned or uh, is there any? Um, the best deal is probably a deal, a deal I'm in right now in Louisiana that I feel like it's the best deal. You know, I, I feel like there, I always feel like the next deal is the best deal to be honest <laughs> with you. Just is that I think the one in Lake getting... Charles? Is that the Lake yeah. Charles? One? Uh -huh. okay. Yeah, the Lake Charles. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I think that I like, um, I like that we always get smarter, we learn more, we get more discerning on things, um, or we find more strategic partners to do things with that put us in a better position. I think it's really important to have the right partnerships and the right property managers, the right vendors. Um, so so what, what is your role in the partnership? Um, I'm, I raise capital for okay, the, of the syndication. You can build I'm that. The I'm the relationships <laughs> girl. Yeah. 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 So. And I like building relationships with the vendors and the brokers as well. It's, um, it's just that there's a lot of people doing that. Right. Yes. So. A lot. 
So what, yeah. what would be your worst deal? Is that the deal you mentioned about in San Francisco Bay Area? Mm, the San Francisco, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was a single family deal, but right. still is my worst deal. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had some cool deals with small multifamily where due to relationships and strategic conversations, um, uh, we got into a small multifamily deal, $0 out of pocket, assumed oh, a note. Um, and now the property needed a lot of work and had some uh, occupancy issues, but um, it turned into a good opportunity. It was all, it was all upside. And, you know, when you have zero out of pocket, there's yeah. infinite, what, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> infinite returns. Yeah. So. Oh, that's a, that's a great deal. Yeah. So uh, what's your sweet spot when you're looking for investment? What do you look um, for? What are we looking for? So looking for, um, stabilized and improving communities, a strong, uh, strong financial indicators with what's going on in the local marketplace. So, okay. you know, need and and I always say there, like I get it. I've been doing this a long time. There's no crystal ball that oh. is perfect. So, um, however, you 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 can make very intelligent decisions based on trends, based on you know what's going on with some of the major employers in the country, what's going on with universities. Uh, what's going on with government regulation in an area. So you've got to pay attention to a lot of these things. So, so, so we, you know, understanding the demographics and the growth projections for an area in the next five to 10 years. Um, and then being able to, uh, you know, we really like to buy properties that we can get, um, you know, I mean, nobody wants to pay market value, right? Nope. So, but you know, want to want to be able to buy it right. It comes down to being able to buy it right, yes. and seeing that you can bring in the right team to improve the property so that there is an upside, so that we can sell it in a in a four to six year time frame right. for a nice return. You know, we we want to be able to create double digit returns for our investors with consistent cash flow and then a nice appreciation. Um, so. That, you know, it's yeah. Everybody, everybody's got the same dream about. Yes. We want to make money. Everybody wants yeah. to make money. I think each individual investor has more specific things in terms of. Some are really heavy on the cash flow play. Right. Some so, are heavy on the appreciation play. And, so um, and I think hybrid. we're a blend. Yeah, I yeah, think so we're very hybrid. hybrid like Dallas market or Atlanta market. That's all hybrid. You're not going to yeah. get great cash flow. There'll be some, but then you're also going to get some upside. Right. So that, that's cool. right. That's awesome. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? Um, is there something we didn't talk about? Oh, wow. You know, I think that um, anybody building wealth, I think a couple of key things to really prioritize are um, believe in yourself, have a clear vision of where you want to go, understand that when you're showing up and having conversations, regardless of how you feel on the inside about your expertise, your knowledge, what your resources and skills you have available, nobody knows that but you. Right. Um, so, so you don't have to show up with a fear factor on your face. <laughs> show up show up curious. Show up curious and willing to learn no. and, and excited to connect with other people because, because the, truthfully, this game this game of cash flow, this game of wealth building, it is a team sport. Yes. It's a team sport. Yeah. So don't feel like you need to be isolated. I say the more isolated you are, the less significant you will be. So find your tribe. 
Uh, your most authentic vibe attracts your truest tribe. So be true to you. Show up and be, you know, yourself, but, but with confidence and with joy. Because truthfully, people don't like Debbie Downers. They just don't. So no. be curious. Be interesting. Be funny. Be happy. Um, and be aware of what your strengths are and what your limitations are. And, and you don't need to go find five people that reflect your strengths. You need to go find five people that, ref that, that can benefit your weaknesses. Okay. Yes. Because your, your strengths will probably benefit them, you yeah. know? So you can't have five people who all have the same skill sets no. and achieve a lot. You got to have complementary skills. You know, I have a right. couple of businesses and the way we have built it that I know my business partner has complementary skills to my skill set. And that's yeah, the key. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you. just just do that. Just be be brave when you don't want to be brave. If you don't know what to say, just ask questions, ask better questions, learn how to ask better questions. Um and and just get really passionate and focused on what it is you want to achieve. And if you believe that and you tell yourself that every day, you can't help but start because what, what you think about becomes what you talk about. What you yes. talk about becomes how you act, how you act becomes your behavior, how you behave becomes your habit. Okay. So just believe, start with the belief and get out there and take the action and create the habit. Those were some pretty great points. You know, as I said, I learned a lot already today and uh, we are almost running out of time, but I, I would, you know, love to keep chatting with you <laughs> and hopefully invite you again on the show when you have the book coming out because I'm looking forward to it. That would be lovely. Well. Um, so how does, uh, how can my listeners reach out to you? LinkedIn is definitely the best way to connect with me. It's Tammy Thrasher Mitchell, like the skateboarders, Tammy Thrasher Mitchell. And you can find me on uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. And look forward to connecting with your listeners and hopefully adding value to their world as well. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Tammy. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Alpesh. Thanks for tuning in. Happy investing and see you next week.